I am Mr. Teach. Hi guys, I am Natalie and welcome to a crazy little thing called podcast where crazy becomes relatable. Yes, hopefully this will be a relatable topic because we are in our hustling bag with an episode titled <laughs> dramatic <laughs> a, pause. Ju- right dramatic pause pregnancy pause actually i just forgot with an episode titled what the beep did i get myself into the beep was a cuss word if you guys didn't mm-hmm. even though i could have said it because obviously well but anyway yes, yes. <laughs> We're going to be talking about just careers, what that looks like for us as adults, how it's mm. pivoted from high school to now, mm-hmm. um, the the different values that like influence our career choices, as well as mm-hmm. just certain challenges that mm-hmm. either, again, influence our career choices, as well as make it harder, all that good stuff. Um, so, Yes. Yes, we are going to be doing that. But before we get into that lovely thing, we need to catch up on these last two weeks because we have had a lot of shit going on since our last, I guess, official episode. We did have our bonus episode in the middle of that. But what's been going on with you, Miss Natalie, since our last episode? Um, You know, these past two weeks, again, have been a blur. Um, I feel like it just goes by so fast and it's different because it really hasn't been two weeks. I mean, two weeks since we talked to y'all about our weeks, but Mm -hmm. like three consistent or what is it? Consecutive Mm -hmm. weeks Mm -hmm. of filming or recording. Right, because I don't see us. (laughs) We have the voice for radio. I mean, the face for radio is able to (laughs) say kind of decent to this. Right. Like, I didn't got my exfoliation on. But my weeks have been pretty much okay. Um, I think for sure my highlights were just like family time that I was able to get these past couple of weeks. Um, I know Oh yeah. The first week, nothing really happened, which is like last week. Um, Nothing really happened, just say mostly more work-wise. Um, but this last week, this most recent week was spring break for damn near all Texas. Um, Literally. So my mom works in a school district, so she was able to come out and spend some time with me. And then actually this weekend, which I just came back from today, I spent time with my dad's side of the family um, mm-hmm. celebrating my grandmother's 80th birthday, which will be this upcoming Tuesday. And so that was fine just hanging out with family just being able to uh, just catch up as adults as well Mm -hmm. as you know just I don't know let loose have fun but when I tell you my body is tired Truth is, I'm tired. Okay, cool. Options are few. Yeah. Because I don't got no choice not to 
go to work tomorrow. Anywho, what time is your first client though? Oh well, oh, I don't have baby yeah, yeah, I don't have much clients tomorrow, but it's just an early start. And, oh yeah, because this week I didn't have to. Um, right. Because they were on spring break, so just so you, can, you could here. take a nap. I mean, I could, but I need I got work to do. Just mm. back into the swings. So things. catching up. Actually, today I was already like planning my week on my iPad as they were cooking breakfast. Not you working like, during vacation. <laughs> I was like, Nat, you working? I said slightly. I said right. just planning, and I was already getting irritated because I'm like, why? Why do I have to work? Yeah. Why can't I just? Who did I tell it? I told it to my kid. It's like I need a sugar daddy. You had that that DM. <laughs> <laughs> you could have took that up. I'm sure homeboy would have been okay. That's less he got to provide for. You know, I was just listening to another podcast, which um, it's Kel Lowry's podcast, Barely Famous. Is one of her new ones because she got like 20 million. Literally. But she's off of Team Mom, and she was talking with her makeup artist and i was listening to it on the way to the beach house Mm -hmm. and he was telling stories um about just like interactions and whatnot and like he had a story about a sugar daddy (laughs) had another story with somebody like he met up that he talked to online Mm -hmm. and they ended up robbing him and like it was obviously connected to not a lot of other robberies like in the area or whatever yeah i got involved i was just like look this is why i just stick to myself uh you know yeah so jacoby if you're listening i'm gonna need you to support Right. I mean, why, just just lump me in there too. We got a couple more months in this house. Just go on and take. Just pay the rent. Just pay the rent. Um, that's, yeah. That's it you know, for both of us, not just one sided. Because um, yeah. But pretty much that's that's been my past two weeks, and like I said, I'm I'm not looking forward to it. But in the words of my sister in love, Crystal, she said. On Sundays, it's my best day. And I'm talking like this because she's very happy. Um, <laughs> very much so. like, you just got to, you know, you got to mentally prepare and like go in with good vibes. Then your week is going to be good vibes. That's literally why I do my self-care on Sunday. And I was like, that's so hard to do. You should try. Understandable. Like, I mean, I'd be trying. Okay. Um, But I guess I could try harder. You got to. Um, you gotta because what's gonna happen when you become a teacher and you gotta deal with them kids on Monday oh I can do that oh and we'll talk about more of that too yeah in this episode long, you're right it's just jumping yeah, the gun I think that I just like I love what I do now mm-hmm. I'm just tired I understand I love what I do too and I'm tired but before I get into my two weeks do you now smell the barbecue so I think barbecue is just it's in, in your nose. nostrils. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Mind yeah. you guys, we had barbecue uh, for one of Not many, we. many, many they. meals that I had um, for this family beach vacay weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so TJ said he smelled barbecue earlier, and I was like, I don't know if I smell it here or if I'm smelling it and it's just lingering, lingering. from okay. this past weekend. So I don't know. 
Okay. Well, we have our windows open here, and so I can smell the aroma of the chips burning and the the wood. Oh, the wood wood chips. Yes, I smell it, and it's very. It's making me want. Like, (laughs) I've been trying so hard to keep up with this pescatarianism, and I have. I have slipped. I had chicken, (laughs) some chicken strips this weekend. Um, But pool, I'm ready for barbecue, and I'm like, "Mm, we have to readjust this. But anyway, so my two weeks have actually been pretty okay like they've been goodish like i i realized i had their goodish goodish um i had therapy this past thursday which i haven't had in three weeks because my therapist decided she was going to be a bridesmaid actually a maid of honor in a wedding so she had a bachelorette trip so we had to extend that i don't think she decided it like she usually get asked i mean but you gotta agree because you can say no you can yes right and then they stuck in this role anyway so yes, so I got to see her and that was great because she uncovered some things that I didn't know. Well, I mean, I knew them, but like the way she put them was just like, huh, okay. Like I, full transparency, I have control issues. Hmm, who would have thought it? <laughs> so my goal now, one of her goals is just to go with the flow and control the things that I have the ability to control. Because like with the work, right. And what? Oh, is that what the, oh, okay. So yes, like with this whole job situation and promotion situation, I'm like, I've been like, yup, I've been on edge waiting and I've been like, and so she's like, control what you can control. And I'm just like, okay, I'm trying. I am. Anywho, so yes, we had our lovely game night. We went out afterwards. Oh, you didn't mention you went to Ikea and stuff. I feel like I don't remember the time frame of this because you went out with Michaela that yeah, that, that was Sunday. Last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do too, too much last weekend. Oh, we went to the rodeo that Friday. Has that been since? Yeah. Okay, yeah. the rodeo was fun. Before we finished. That was the Thursday after the first episode came out. Right, right. right. So that, that was, that was fun. fun. Yeah. Yes. Cold as shit Ooh, and windy as fuck. But great time, Bumby's little H Town takeover. I definitely enjoyed yeah. every aspect of it. Natalie made friends. Now we're from Port Arthur. Right. Like, 409. Where Belmont was. Right. And that's but very it makes seldom. Sense that they were there at this night. Right. This right. specific night. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, um, but no, yeah, that was fine. And that then was. y'all went out after. We did. Me, Paris, and Drew. Natalie was what? Sleep. sleep. And you had to get up early. I did not. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have to get up too early, but that was when time changed. Uh, so I, we lost an hour. Thank um, you for saying that because this I week I struggled. Mm-hmm. I've never struggled this much with a time change until last week. I don't, and I also I didn't do my self care on Sunday, so I don't know if that compounded with the time what change. Are you doing Sleep. I was oh, tired. Like I laid in bed. <laughs> I laid in bed. I don't even think I cooked. I didn't do anything. But this is the first time I've really felt that time change the way that I I don't know. Like I struggled all week to catch up with that, which is why this Saturday I literally slept for 12 hours. Which I will be doing the next weekend, you guys. Right. I'm going out of town next weekend, oh, but so which I'm excited about. I guess this weekend was needed for me to re- rejuvenate. Recoup. Right. And then now you will do that. But overall, these past two weeks, I've been in a good space. Like, everything's been good. Work has been, the, the, obviously, being spring break. So a lot of people weren't at the office. So I got to kind of, like, relax. 
Then we had obviously the game night. We had the rodeo. It's just been a lot of fun friend moments that have been fun. And so now this weekend coming up is kind of the same thing because me, Drew, April are going to Dallas. And I'm excited for that because I just need I feel like now I need a weekend to fully let loose and just have a good ass time. So that I am looking forward to and all that stuff. But now that, you know, we've kind of discussed our week as far as each other. And I guess we kind of did discuss some of the episode stuff, too. But let's catch up on these last two episodes for those slackers out there who have not listened. We've had two lovely episodes. Yes, we had... Are rolling with the homies one, the friends one, rolling right? with the homies, um, and then the bonus episode, which was the game night. Which I think on our game night we kind of talked about a lot like, of the same stuff. It's been a very friends heavy. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of talked about just like that past rolling with the homies ones mm-hmm, briefly, mm-hmm. and so that one we just discussed roles within friendships and just kind of what that looks like how's that changed as mm-hmm. we've gotten older and you know because it has grown into our own um and then our game night again like tj said it was just kind of a lot of the same topic but with more perspectives mm-hmm. from Definitely. actual friends and so right. it was pretty interesting and like we just had um, written questions and shots. Lots of Lots. shots. I feel like I haven't taken that many shots in a very long time. Oh, I did this weekend. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hence why my body is tired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we had lots of fun with these past couple of recordings I was about to say um, right you know we've definitely just been friend heavy and mm-hmm. now just shifting into some adulting hustling you mm-hmm. know career wise mm-hmm. more adult topics which is definitely needed as we are approaching <clears throat> don't say it that age we ain't gonna say that age um before we get into that did anything uh <sighs> Has anything, we still have two years, well, a year and a half technically for both of us at this point before that pops up. But did anything stick out to you since those episodes? Anything related to them? Um, Anything, anything those episodes triggered within you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think one thing that I noticed was, oh, that's another thing about my week. I was able to see Kendra. um, Oh, my friend. So she was down here this past week. I remember uh, she was at the rodeo. Yeah, she was down here this past week. Is that where you were Tuesday? Thursday. No, not Thursday. With Tuesday, you're right. Because you didn't come home. Tuesday. I was low key worried. What? I was because I was like, damn, she working late as hell tonight, and then I went to sleep. my location. Everybody who has my location just don't be using it. I didn't know I had your location. It's- which okay so side story this is why whenever so you didn't come home like first of all i slept until like nine o'clock after my nap on tuesday and so i woke up and you still weren't home and i was like damn you're working really late and then i went and got food right i went and got food came back and you still weren't home and i was like wait is she okay and so then i was just like "Mm, if something was wrong like she would have contacted somebody would have got with me and so then i went to sleep i woke up the next morning you were here and i was like okay it's fine 
But then when I came home from work on Wednesday, your mom was here. And I was like, oh, shit, did something happen? And now your mom is somebody just a random ass Wednesday. Didn't even take into consideration. It was spring break. So she's here. But I was like, did something happen? And you had to. Oh, is that where you were? I need that really badly. I was like, oh, shit, something happened. My mama had to come out here. So, mm. but OK, so that's why I called. Yeah. <laughs> OK, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I think, okay, so going back to your question of did anything stick out to me, um, which, like I said, that's why I mentioned just going out with Kendra. So I went out with Kendra and Ken, Kendra and Ken, Kendra and Kiana, <laughs> um, which I think we've discussed before, but we went out with her and, and Kiana and it's like three of Kendra's coworkers who okay. were down here, like for the same reason or whatever. Okay. But, we went ate and we got crawfish and it was just like talking like it was interesting because stay with me you guys this is how i'm segueing it back okay because i'm tipsy too and so i'm trying to stay tj asked i noticed a lot this these past two weeks just with interacting with friends and family mm-hmm. just kind of how like conversation changes Okay. have been made over time and one that really stuck out to me was um with friends obviously okay in the sense of like topic and like i said conversation like changes over time i feel like when i was younger a lot of the conversation had been oh, this sounds bad but not really bad but it's just like <laughs> I don't know what that was. I, I hope y'all didn't hear that. Right. Somebody's outside. Our I windows are open. Outside. Sorry. Um, anyway, come back. <laughs> conversation has changes, but like when we were younger, I feel like we we talked about other people, not necessarily in a mean negative way, way, but just like just talking about other people mm-hmm. a lot. Everything was not self self centered. Sounds bad. No, no, no. Because but like everything was outside focused instead of internal in in mm, yeah. yeah yeah okay and okay and mind you we did like talk about ourselves you know when somebody say mind you it's about to get real <laughs> mind you we did talk about ourselves but I feel like when I was younger and then kind of like early twenties like conversation when I was with like settings of like groups and friends or whatnot mm-hmm. more so like oh did you hear about this and gotcha like mm-hmm. you know catching up on other people as opposed mm-hmm. to like ourselves ourselves that's and fair I, I feel like i've noticed that as i've gotten older and it really kind of stood out to me because i think i was just being more mindful of it um but the topic is more so about us okay and like how everyone is doing individually mm-hmm. um as well as like talking about topics that are like debate wise. So for example, okay. like I see. I think when we were out eating crawfish with Ken and uh, Kiana and like her coworkers, I think I had brought up the topic of I don't know. We were just talking about mental health and like what that looked like, and people were just giving their you know perspectives on mm-hmm. it and how like it influences them as well as it influences just like other people in their life. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about more theoretical like topics, okay. and so that has been a huge shift that I've noticed. And so going from 
more so outside focus, talking about other people to now actually talking about deeper your stuff. Deeper, yeah. yeah. It's, more, it's more than surface level. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. So that has been one thing that stuck out to me. And then the last thing was just like my my vibes when I'm with Ooh. people. Um, like, y'all know I get drained so easily. Which you get what? Drained. Drained. I said drink so easily. And I was like, fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> so easily um which obviously influences me saying no to a lot of different things um but that with that being said you know being more again mindful of like what i'm giving my energy to and i will say that that tuesday that i went out with them like i had worked at the office Mm -hmm. all day oh yeah that's your work at office day then i was like okay i'm gonna go out to eat with them I didn't have to work the next day, so that probably helped a little bit too. But I wasn't drained after I came home and I just felt like good, like my Mm -hmm. energy was still kind of intact. And I was like, hmm. I felt like I didn't have to be someone else. You could be yourself. Just literally just talking Mm -hmm. and having a time. And with that, I noticed that my like anxiety after the fact, I wasn't replaying what I said and what I did during Okay. It's just kind of like, that was fun. Next. <laughs> there you go. So I was like, this is interesting that we're talking about friends the past two episodes. And then you got to almost apply yeah. in a sense to what you... So that was very long-winded, but that's what my takeaway Okay. And was. in a sense, my my takeaway from those two, which McCall's has kind of been the same mm-hmm. because I felt like... This was the first time, like me and Drew talk about the shit that we talk about all the time on like the podcast, like we have those moments. But this is my first time really having like in-depthness with pairs. And so it made me, it almost these two episodes of like first of us going into the roles within friendships Mm -hmm. and then having the game night and having our friends here, like it kind of made me look at my friends in a different way. If you will, like it made me like as we're talking about these roles within friendships and then you're, you're like you're thinking about that. And then as the game night played out, I was kind of like applying some of the stuff that we talked about in the episode before. And I was just like, that's so fucking crazy. Like and then with them being so open and honest and things that we're saying, I was just like some things I was learning for the first time, like right. as far as perspective. And then other times I was like you know this solidified why this person is my friend like i it solidified friendships and it also made me look at friendships a different way and not in a bad way but it was just like that's crazy right like we've been friends like specifically me you paris have been around each other for so fucking long Mm -hmm. that it was just like i felt like right even then even after all these years like 18 16 years like still learning new things about your friends and it just kind of put in perspective like and i think i talked about this with my therapist as well it's just look she used it as dating but in this sense like never stop dating your friends like you can't just allow the time that you've been friends to be like oh i'm always gonna be here you know it's like actually getting to be intentional about it yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that obviously that's something that you brought up in the friend episode it's just like being intentional with your friendships and so sitting it through these what is that two weeks two three weeks has been very interesting and i'm just like okay i see what i need to work on in the sense of you know like as a friend and also i see like how to show up for my friends based on some of the things that were said so that was definitely interesting and it put a lot of things in perspective and it put a lot of things on my heart and my mind and my spirit (laughs) 
So now I'm like, okay, this yeah. has been an interesting, an interesting two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. But a fun one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I feel like a lot of things that we talked about with friends definitely can be applicable to family too, which I feel like I kind of used this weekend. You know, noticing like, okay, again, not just being intentional. Um, with my like thoughts but intentional mm-hmm. with the thoughts and the actions like actually yeah. doing it like you can have good intentions but like I said in the past episodes if you're not showing up your intentions don't mean crap. nothing so right but yeah that those were some some good past two episodes if you guys haven't check those out make sure that you do um, yes but... and so now <laughs> let's jump in to this lovely drink for the episode because this is a Natalie pick and I have this partially full wine glass with a cat sitting on the bottom of the stem. So let me know. <laughs> let me know what it is I'm about to sip on because I've already been sipping on other things before this. So I am primed and ready, <laughs> but it's time to get into this. So Natalie, take it away and let me know what I'm about to drink. All right. So this one's pretty simple. It's not really a recipe to it or right. anything. Um, it's a good old wine. And I wow. picked this intentionally because this is our first... Um, Hustling. <laughs> Every day I'm Our hustling. Our first hustling, um, like, topic, topic yeah. that we've talked about. And I thought it was very, um, oh, my baby. DJ just pointed in my window because Bella is in my window. She was trying to pull the window down. What? Like, she was holding on to the, the thing. She don't. Oh. She in the bathroom, I think. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a parent, I'm an adult. ADD. So, I thought that this was, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Fitting. Fitting, yes. Very <laughs> fitting to have wine for this episode because I feel like wine is very like, adult. Right. It's very, you got off on work and was like, mm. Exactly. Like, go right. to work, I'm tired, pour me a glass of wine. And it's red, and so that's unwind. perfect. Um, so... <laughs> I got this Texas wine and um, you guys be sure to check out the picture that we're gonna post and just kind of give you guys more deets, but to give you a sneak peek of it, like I said, it's a Texas wine. I really, really liked it just because it was sweet, not too sweet, um, but sweet as well as it is very, I guess I would say organic. The thing that stood okay. out to me most is that whatever flavor that you get, so for example, we have a red raspberry one and a blackberry one, they use just those fruits. And so for the blackberry one, it's all blackberries, no like flavoring, no grapes, just 100% blackberries. And so I thought that was interesting. It's a fruit wine, which I don't think I've personally, obviously we'll get into that a little bit in this episode, but I've never had a fruit wine. So I'm very interested in how this is going to taste. And I also picked this too, just because, um, like I said, they're in Texas. I think a a little bit outside of Corpus Christi. Corpus. Um, And it is a family owned and operated winery. And I thought that was fitting for this episode just because. Because we are family. We're going to touch more so on just kind of like how that can 
pivot your career choices, like mm-hmm. with family, as mm-hmm. well as just like other factors. Specifically for you. So Ooh, just I'm more tired. so just like how family, um, the interaction between family and career is is pretty important. So yes, we have that wine. Okay. And the one that I have poured for TJ is the red raspberry one. Um, and so we're gonna red let raspberry. him taste that. Here we go, guys. I'm about to take a sippity sip we might have an extra little tidbit for you guys later in the episode because like i said i got the red raspberry and the blackberries so oh right to, like, okay we might switch it up we'll see y'all if i start getting tipsy you don't know but i'm gonna try this <laughs> oh well i'm already tipsy actually so okay okay so it's definitely fruit forward yeah. you can tell that it's not made from your typical grapes because it's made from the fruit. And this is the red raspberry. Yeah. How can you tell it's not made from grapes? Like what? Um, so grape, when you, a grape wine, which is typically every wine, have the, the five specific grape varietals that you make wine from, it'll be more subtle. And a lot of it is, a lot of the flavor that you get from a typical wine is from the barreling. So if your grapes don't have a specific, yes. So grapes don't necessarily have a specific flavor. Yeah, You'll get your color from that. But then it's like, if you do it in a wood barrel and you char that wood, you get the flavor from the the oak barrel. Some people will use it in. Uh And so this one, I can tell that it's fruit because of how one, how thick the actual wine itself is. And then also, because I feel like if this one, which typically most red wines will have it because it has added flavors to it, um, whereas other ones, other wines don't. Other wines will, like I said, get their flavor from the the wood, the barrel that it's barrel. kept in, or the aging process. Some people will use different types of wood in the barreling. Sorry, you're getting very specific, I mean, but, but you this like one, new every day. right? Like, but so this is really good, and this is one of those ones where I'm not getting a lot of the alcohol right. taste of the wine, which is different from you guys, right? <laughs> which yes, very. And I'm also not getting a lot of the acidity, which I guess, because grapes mm-hmm. are typically more acidic, but I guess I've never really ever had raspberries like I mean, talking about. I don't eat raspberries just normally. So, heck, I don't even eat black- blackberries. I was about to say, I was gonna say broccoli. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> but it's really good. I would definitely say like, if you're a beginner wine drinker, this is definitely a good wine because it's not like overbearingly sweet, mm-hmm. but it is but sweet it enough. Is you don't have that tartness of that you would specific, typically from a grape. And then what percent alcohol is this? This one um, is... 10% and the blackberry one is 11%. So. so it does have a higher alcohol content, which typically when you have a sweeter wine, the lower the alcohol content is like most people don't know. But like when you drink a Moscato, you're drinking like 5% alcohol. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely something that I would recommend if you are typically a sweet like Moscato wine drinker, but you want something that'll get you lit 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 faster, <laughs> definitely get this. What was the, the name? Texas, Texas Southwind? Southwind. Yes. That I I agree, and it's it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I can drink this. And I tried the peach one. I didn't get that for us today, but mm-hmm. I tried the peach one, um, which I thought it was good. Um, but definitely these two kind of. Stuff Those are the two me. for you. Yeah. Now I'm interested in the peach one because I, I feel like and I should have got that one because I was like maybe TJ would have like liked to peach taste. has like a lighter flavor, it was, it was so it's more light. faint. Uh-huh. So this one I would definitely recommend if you want the flavor. 
but not the wine taste, definitely go for this red raspberry. And maybe later on the episode, we'll I'll give you a commentary on this blueberry. Blackberry? Blackberry. Blackberry one. He said blueberry. He said I didn't throw in every flavor there is out there, y'all. <laughs> But on that note, let us take a quick break. I'm going to scarf down some more of this because it's really good. And then we will get into this lovely topic that we have for you guys today. So stay tuned. We are back. And during this break, we literally talked about everything from Birkenstocks to ashy feet to <laughs> what was in that last video? What is it with? Yes, Dan. <laughs> oh, and Bella has also made her return. But now that that is settled, we are ready to get into this topic for today. Yes. And like we said earlier, today's topic is all about career pivoting, um, just values that influence your career choices, challenges that you may face, um, all the way from when you were old enough to think about what you wanted to be when you grew up to now, where we are at in our lives, actually active in our career issues. I say career <laughs> issues because, you know, people sometimes have a distinction between like job and career. Right. And I feel like career is like long-term, but what is that anymore? Because, exactly. you know, times have changed. It People has. People like staying at jobs 20,000 like, years. It, and that is um, literally. So are we all just in jobs? Right. Um, I think so. And we're never meant to have a career. I don't know. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, I don't think I am. But that's what we differ. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with it because times have changed. Um, right. I would like to have something that I'm passionate Long about. Long term. Correct. But yes, with that being And that's literally. Literally why we chose this topic because as millennials, especially with us two both approaching the big three zero and like getting into you that, that I know I said approaching, I didn't say where we were in it. <laughs> we're almost there, but we ain't saying where, <laughs> even though most people know. Anyway, with us approaching that certain age, like I feel like that's where the pressure comes because obviously, like you said, it's a very different time. Right. And so like we get that pressure from our parents of like what you're going to do with your life. Or maybe you don't get it. I feel like your mom's more understanding. But mine ain't. Mine's like, you need to be doing this X, Y, Z. And so I feel like this is a good topic because most people around our age get into certain things and then are like, maybe not. Also, too, like the pressure from parents, like you were saying, maybe we differ because... In a sense, my career is more straightforward. Like, okay. you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're on the creative thing. Mm-hmm. And I have stuff mm-hmm. to add to that because my cousin Michaela and I were just having a conversation about hey, like the two different tracks of just traditional, so to speak, mm-hmm. like quote unquote, um, roles and careers, mm-hmm. and then the creative aspect of it. And how Which I feel like the same, uh, this would have been a perfect hard. episode, low key, for Kendra. Right. Because I remember her telling me about this, like, on her family being like, wanting her to go on that straight and narrow when she's always been the one that's like steered off the path from her brother and sister where she's been like the creative path and Mm -hmm. I feel like obviously I'm on that path and with family like it's hard to it's hard to explain that that route to family who are so used to like 
this is what we're used to. We're used to having yeah, a nine absolutely. to five and doing X, Y, Z and all that fun stuff. So people question what they don't know, obviously. Exactly. But yeah. Especially the older generation. Absolutely. Um, but on that note, let's start the discussion. Let's take it back. A That's a rewind. We're gonna talk more <laughs> about what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that point, I thought it would be helpful for TJ and I just to kind of discuss our backgrounds like academically wise mm, okay. um and so basically kind of just we better run through our resume <laughs> remember like we are creating a whole academic profile on okay segment. i've never had um, but run through kind of like our backgrounds academically wise as well as just career wise just to give you guys an under a better understanding of, of who like, the who fuck we are. we are and what we've been doing for the past 20-ish years well, it's so, been so long. i'm gonna let you take that i guess kind of like start with um i guess start with the question um that what did i want to be when i grow up yeah, what are we gonna that's the question what do you want so Funny enough, I don't ever recall when I was young. You know, like everybody actually when you're like a kid, kid, like, wait, I you I remember, and the only reason I remember this is because I've seen the picture of it, when I was in kindergarten, <laughs> and there was this thing that was like now, or it was like the past, and it had like a baby photo of me, the present, and it had a picture of me in kindergarten, which looking back on that four years, it's not that far of a gap. And then it had in the future, and we got to choose what we wanted to be. My ass said the military. Which is funny enough, because I remember you going through that path of, you know, I I never, I would never (laughs) want to go to the military, because one, let me tell you why, I hate structure, I hate anything that I can control, which we literally talked about (laughs) earlier. So why was that the thing that I wanted to do? And I specifically remember in that time when I brought that shit home, my grandmother being like, what? (laughs) You want to do that? And honestly, I don't think I knew then. I think it was just like, it's the thing to do. But I think the first memory that I had of what I wanted to be when I grew up I know for sure when I was a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. I was a gung fucking hoe. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer. And you know, I love to argue <laughs> <laughs> and I can go through some shit. Mm-hmm. But then I think the thing that changed me. <laughs> yes. I think the thing that changed that was just the I I've never been. I never liked school mm-hmm. in the sense of the academic portion. I love the people that I've met in mm-hmm. school, but as far as like actually learning, okay, not learning. I just never felt like this. Most of the stuff learning that I in that structure, yeah, yeah, it's just it was never for me. And so then I, once I got to about senior year in high school, when it was like, okay, shit, it's time to get serious about your career path. That's when I I always knew I wanted. <laughs> to do something creative, but then also I loved helping people. So I always wanted to go into psychology, which is where you are. And I remember specifically like going into the reason I chose the college that I was going to is because they had a great liberal arts program and a great psychology program. So I specifically was going there, UTSA, go runners. Um, And I went there, like obviously a lot of your friends influenced that, which I had friends that were there too, but I knew that we would, I had a, a major there that I would, you know, enjoy. Right. Then I will never forget we were, me and my mom were at Bed Bath and Beyond. My favorite place and my mom's favorite place. Right. Sure, she just called me on that 
<laughs> while we I was shopping for dorm shit. Oh. And we got to the register and the lady was like it was a younger lady. I mean, I guess she's probably about maybe around our age now yeah. when I was then. And she was like, oh, are you preparing for college? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And then she goes, do you know what you want to major in? And I said, yes, I want to be a psychology major because I want to go into children's psychology because I was so fucked up as a child. I wanted to help other children. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to help other children. And she goes, I will never forget. And it was a black lady. And so I was like, I felt connected because black. And she was but like. did you say all of this in front of your mom? Like, as y'all were. I didn't say any of this. Like, the reason why. But you just answered her question. No, no. I, I did. I didn't say fuck. But I was like, I want to help other kids. That was what I said. And she goes, oh, that's actually what I'm in. She was in her undergrad. Mm -hmm. She was like, that's what I'm in school for now. Are you sure you're ready for that? No one has ever asked me if I was ready for that. And I was like, yeah, right. And she goes, because it can be a lot. Uh Like today or yesterday or something, she goes, I had to listen to a a three or four year old tell me how she was raped by some adult using a stuffed animal. Trigger warning, guys. Yes. Sorry. Trigger warning on that one. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, just in case. But in that moment, I was just like, as a, I was 17 at the time. I don't even think I was 18 yet. And I'm just like, can my ass handle that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking if a child tells me that, I'm going to go want to find out who did this to you and beat you the fuck up. Because no. And so that kind of put some stuff into me in my, my psyche that I was like, can I handle being a psychologist? Right. Especially because I I knew I wanted to focus on focus on children and family psychology. I'm just stuck on how this conversation took place. At Bed Bath and Be the Fuck On. <laughs> At the register. This isn't like in an aisle. This I don't even recall if there were people behind us in line. I'm not. And we were just having this conversation. I don't even know what my mom said at this time because I was literally, we were there to buy my bedding. <laughs> right. Cheese. <laughs> but I always, like, since a young age, I knew that I wanted to do something creative too. So my initial goal was psychology with a minor of marketing. And once that happened, and then I got to college my freshman year, and I took the intro to psych, and I was just kind of like, with that same ideal in the back of my head, like, do I want to do this? And intro to psych is so boring. Very much so. Yes. And so from that, I was <laughs> just like, no, I don't think this is what I want to do. So then my sophomore year after that, I took like two or three psychology classes and I had an amazing marketing professor my freshman year. Shout out to Dr. Utech, who I still keep in contact with today. Utech? Right? Sounds like the whole university. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, just the way that he taught, um, I think my first class was maybe principles of marketing, and then I had another class with him second semester and of uh, both marketing. And it, I just, I fell in love with creative marketing and stri- uh, strategy, marketing strategy. And so that kind of led me down that path. And obviously, well, I don't know if we want to get into that now or if you want to let you describe yours. That is definitely not how I started in my career, but I will let you give your background before we go into more the specific. Oh, and then I was the president of the American Marketing Association on campus. And so that 
further deepened my love for marketing and strategy and social media and all that stuff. But on to you, Natalie. What do you recall from being a little, a little tiny tot? Before I start with that, um, kind of just piggybacking off of what you just said. Oink, oink. Where you're at now mm. definitely is more like representative. Representative? representative? Yeah. Representative. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Representative. Operator. Okay. Don't have time. Literally. But no, that is that more so represents like who you are, like who I know you as. Like yeah. all of the other things that you mentioned that you identified as like career wise when you were younger and then even into like high school. It don't seem like it me. It don't right. seem like you. I mean, I can maybe see the psychology, but we'll talk more about that because I have mm-hmm. a whole bone to pick. Like she got a bone, y'all. I feel like people going into college when they don't know what they want to do pick psychology because it's such a ah. Uh, they plug inter interdisciplinary studies yeah, or general <laughs> studies, but a lot right. of people, and I guess my experience at U of H, a lot of people went into psychology and then end up changing. But it was just like psychology because it's just a wide kind of variety. But okay, background on me academically. Because um, so, honestly, before you get, I don't recall what you wanted to be before you picked psychology. And that's. So interesting because um what well so I had a similar experience that you did with like picture wise but the earliest one that I can remember is when I was in um elementary school at Amelia and we had like a career day and we had to dress up as what we wanted to be and they took a picture same we had dressed up in military outfits (laughs) in kindergarten And and I wish I could find that picture and if I could Find that picture before this episode airs. I will upload it to our crazy little podcast page. Um, but it was a picture of me in this, kid you not, sequin dress oh. with a little feathery. Um, Did you want to be that? a singer? A boa. A boa. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, my name is Natalie Andropon. I want to be a singer when I grow up. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> what in the world? Um, definitely had high expectations. Your boy's okay. It wouldn't have taken you far, but it, it's okay. <laughs> Karaoke this weekend. My brother was like, he was singing in the background, but you didn't want to get up there. Well, um, I like the background. There you go. Um, I ain't nothing wrong with it. But yeah, so that was kind of my elementary era. And then as I've gotten, as I got into middle school, mm-hmm. I really have a love for like science. And then my my mom was a science teacher. So maybe that's really yeah. That what she was, she was, was at Peach? science teacher. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, I just love science and like the experiments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I love animals. And so my two things that I wanted to be veterinarian. were a veterinarian and a marine biologist. I was like, oh, it was a veterinarian at first. But then I said marine biologist because I was like, specifically, I like water animals and just being able just to like explore, do research, all that good stuff, whatever. Um, I don't know like how I went from that to where I'm at now, but I will say when I got into high school, that's where it was more so I took on an interest of just like the mind. So to speak. Did you take psychology or sociology in high school? No, I don't think so. And I did. But it was more <laughs> so, like, not the mind necessarily, but just like my interaction with people. And I think because, like, through those years, you're very, like, 
heavily influenced by peers and like yeah mm-hmm. you're a sponge and so I was just like my my question was and it's so funny because I just read it this weekend so my question was like why people do the things that they do mm-hmm. and like why can people go through similar experiences and, and be completely be different on the other end right and so I ask that a lot <laughs> was my mindset like in high school Mm -hmm. and I come from a lot of like just um, educators too so my thing was I wanted to be a teacher but I always said I wanted to be else like first Mm -hmm. and so I knew I always wanted to be a teacher but then something else obviously came along with being a therapist but like TJ said I was in ready set teach and that was like Oh yeah, I'm meant for this. I'm meant to be a teacher. I was I'm in meant that too. to just like work with kids and be able to like share knowledge mm-hmm. and like meet like reach them in a creative way. And so that's kind of how my background went academically wise. And of course I went to U of H and Ooh, had a degree in psychology, which I absolutely love and TJ is right. Intro to psych is the most <laughs> terrible class right ever. it's like a lecture size class everyone's in there nobody really cares you're not really learning anything it's just- and i feel like when i had my professor was just she i'm sure she was great because she taught other besides intro mm-hmm. but this specific and i oh what was her name I don't even remember her name. It was a very specific name and like out of there. But I just felt like she didn't care. She was literally reading from a book. Oh, you got that many kids. Very true. Either. And so yeah. that's what I would say, like as my like career in academics continued, my like decision to do psychology was more so solidified mm, and that's how I felt about marketing specific classes and I just loved <laughs> all of the like I think my favorite class was cultural psychology and abnormal psychology mm, I mean I, I wish I, I would have got there thousand different psychologies it was just so amazing um so for sure that was my academic career college wise and then I got my master's in clinical psychology which was more of like the clinical application of it all and just actually putting what i've learned to use so that just further shout out to the master students because i am not one of those i wanted to pull my hair out through it all Mm -mm. kayla we are all praying for you right she towards the end she got what a semester left (laughs) yeah it's supposed to be uh, coming up soon we're speaking into existence shout out to you michaela because not i but yeah i think that that definitely i was fortunate enough to stick with what I initially went to college mm. with but a lot of a lot of people don't and I don't think that it's common normal yeah it's not um, abnormal to I think switch it up really normal and I'm glad that people actually do it as opposed mm-hmm. to doing something that you don't want to be with which we'll talk about which you get literally gets into mine because as much as I I will never forget like I never I always knew that I wanted to be a creative. Like, I just know, like, the way that my brain operates and the way that I find joy and pleasure in working. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything else. I said, like, <laughs> <an episode. laughs> I, I've always enjoyed creating things, or, and, and I think the thing for me has always been I genuinely do enjoy helping people mm-hmm. like that's yeah. been at the core of me that's it's always been helping someone else but then I've also like I get the most excitement out of being creative and finding random ass shit that 
to like figuring out random shit, like letting my brain just wander and have all these, in the words of you, existential questions <laughs> that I can figure out. And so going through my degree, as I got actually into my marketing degree, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is where my sweet spot is. Mm-hmm. The thing that has always annoyed me the most is that people associate marketing with sales. Sell, yeah, literally. And I have known from jump because of my dad, which I don't think my dad's ever been in sales, but just like listening to him in, I guess, trying to influence me and what to do and things like that. I never wanted to go into sales because I hate trying to make someone buy something. Yeah, it's like manipulation. But it's I mean, man- it is. We all are manipulative creatures, but. Yes, but I've always been that person that's like, I don't want to force you to get something. I want you to get something because I have explained X, Y, Z and have promoted this in a manner that makes you want to be like, oh shit, yeah. But I never wanted my my goals or my validity to be based upon if someone buys something from yeah, me. Yeah. And so I never wanted if to go into sales. Literally, which unfortunately I did get into. Mm-hmm. So post-college, that was kind of what I got pigeonholed into was all these sales-esque jobs. And a lot of them initially starting out, they weren't as sales heavy, but they always had some kind of element of sales. And I knew this is not what I want to do. Because prior, after graduating, when I was still living in San Antonio, I got into catering. And so like doing event planning and stuff like that, like that was so fucking fun to me. Mm -hmm. And so I knew like some type of element of watching something from an idea grow into this Mm -hmm. excited me and so i knew i need i need to be creative and i need to watch a vision come to life in some aspect of my careers and obviously this episode is about pivoting so i think both of us more so recently have, have pivoted or are about to pivot our careers because we are in this space where like what we're doing now excites us but it wasn't fulfilling us in the way that we wanted yeah and so for me i don't know if you want to get into this now or if you have something else you want to add before we get into that specific thing was for the last undergraduate i graduated in 2015 and we are in uh pivoted i guess in 2021 for that long i've always been pigeonholed in sales jobs and it is the most annoying thing because I've always felt disingenuine whenever doing sales stuff, especially when there's quotas involved, because it's like, OK, yes, I, I'm a people person. Like I can talk to people. I can probably sell whatever the fuck, but I don't need a quota attached to it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like I don't want my work to be based on if I can sell you this one thing, because if you say no, I don't feel like I need to force you. Right. And then like in settings like that, you begin to question like your ability to do your mm-hmm. job. Exactly. More quantity, not quality. Correct. And so even though you just said you know that you can sell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you took your precious time and really gave it your all and sold like three mm-hmm. to people that genuinely like the product, mm-hmm. you're gonna be seen as a not so great worker because the other person did like exactly. 10 and was lying. Like, the, the whole, whole time. time. And so. that shit bothered me like yeah. literally 
and I know we're going to touch on this a little bit, but like I was just so like it got to the point where like when I was doing sales, like I was just depressed as fuck Yeah. because you're literally going through these things. And it may like you said, it makes you question your worth because it's like, OK, I'm trying to be genuine to these people. And maybe I'm coming off to the buyer as the most genuine person ever. And I'm not pushing this stuff. But then to my company, it's like you're not doing enough. Right. And so it makes you feel like, well, damn, am I not enough? Mm-hmm. And so that shit weighed on me for the longest time. And so finally I was just like, nah. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Well, so I can't. that, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to go into next, just like career-wise timeline, which you kind of gave us a background of. You started off after college just doing a lot of sales jobs and how your experience was now. And so where are you now with job so is it still sales i mean i know this answer you <laughs> i feel like they do too i feel like we talked about this <laughs> so earlier you say that now like you've made the shift to something a bit more authentic to like what you want to do and so what does that look like yes so this is i will genuinely say and it's so funny because during this i quit my sales job back may 2021 and I was literally unemployed for two months, and which rough as fuck. It was two months. I didn't get hired in this job till July. So, and I quit like I think my day official day was May twelfth that I left, mm-hmm. and it was so hard because it's one of those things where obviously you need money. <laughs> so, <laughs> like Dude. taking that leap, I I mean, you was gonna pay rent here. No, I'm just saying, like, do we need money? Because if nobody Capitalism. had a job, like we could all just be. Like on the street together, <laughs> homeless together. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, so yes, yeah, like I just finally I got fed up with the the monotony of that job yeah. and knowing that I I was better or I was capable of more than what I was doing, right. but I my skill set wasn't appropriate for the job that I was in. So I was finally like, fuck it. So I left. And then in July, I got hired at this job. Um, and it's been literally amazing. Um, I'm officially, I'm a part of a CX team where it is, I guess the best way that I can describe it is exp- uh, CX stands for colleague or customer experience. In my, in my case, it's colleague experience. Um, and it is more so the way I would describe it as experiential marketing. So you are marketing services and events to people that are within the, for my case, within the building that I work in. So trying to draw people in. And I guess that's where I've, I've learned the difference between push and pull marketing. Um, where I like to pull people in. I don't want to push shit on people. Yeah. So that has been literally, it's been what, eight, nine months now. And I, I've never felt more fulfilled within a job. Um, because I just feel like I'm able to go into work 1000% myself and I'm able to cultivate ideas for this company. And I feel like the ideas are received. Right. And I, it's just, it's amazing. Like, I've just never, I've never had this feel, like, I've never been excited to go to work. Never had it. I'll be sleepy as shit to get up in the morning because <laughs> it is kind of early. But, like, just in that experience, like, it's been just fun. Like, I, I've never not had a fun day at work. Mm-hmm. Yes, they get on my nerves sometimes, some of these people. Which is realistic for any job, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, not, it's not something that you 100% want to do all the time. 
but it's fun. Like I can generally say it's fun. Yeah. And it it stimulates me in a way that other jobs have not. These are very sexual words. I've been saying stimulate and pleasure and all that stuff like that. Goodbye. Stay tuned for next episode yeah. for that. Anyway, <laughs> but it's been fun. And so I'll let you go and speak to the the pivot that you are currently going to as far as your career. And then I'll we'll tie it all back at the end. Yeah. That way you can explain what you about to do because you going through some things. Well, no, I mean, I feel like where you're at now and kind of where you like kind of the the switch between the energy is different because you feel right. different going into work. You feel different like, you know, your day-to-day like tasks you know they're more so can i pause you real quick y'all this blackberry wine (laughs) is fire sorry (laughs) i just took my first sip and it's it's better so y'all get that blackberry texas southway it's fine okay sorry press play (laughs) Um, but no i feel like kind of where you're at just with being like more content with like what your job roles are are more so aligned with your values is Correct. where I'm headed. So yeah. I can feel that I'm going to be a bit better, but mm-hmm. obviously going in it realistically thinking like there's obviously going to be stressors or whatever the case may be. But so kind of background with my career wise, I feel like the main thing to describe or the hmm, the theme of my career, Thanks. like TJ said, his was heavy in sales. Mm-hmm. Mine was heavy in kids and family. Like every job that I have been at right. has literally dealt with like kids and family. Literally everyone. And, so, <laughs> and, and now adults. Like it's I've, I've worked with people. People. And so starting out when I was in high school and um, school, Shoot, my first job ever was Colorado Canyon. Happy, happy birthday. What's up? I think that is a local thing. So I I think they're closed down. Place has like a Colorado Canyon, but it's more so like a putt putt place with like an arcade. Sure. Yeah. So think of your little local town that has like a a a, a place like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where I worked. But what I did there specifically was host parties. So again, mm, people. working with kids and working with families right. and trying to just like, you know, be that kind of personality. Mm-hmm. So that was my first job. And then kind of going further, shoot, I got this job from working at, with um, Ready, Set, Teach was Redeemer. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was a daycare teacher for a long, long, long time. I long did that time, off and on. Um, In the I summers, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. to college. And so when I came home from the summer, I would work um, at Redeemer as a daycare teacher. And then continuing into my college career, I started working at a behavioral clinic. And so with individuals on the spectrum, like with autism and stuff. And so again, with kids. <laughs> Um, and then from that job, I worked at a um, rehab. Ooh, prevention and recovery. Yeah. yeah. So I worked at a prevention and recovery center with individuals battling with addiction. And that was not necessarily kids because I worked in the adult side, but it was heavily family related mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I had to deal with family members all the time, which I enjoy which i mentioned this earlier when i didn't finish talking about it but i said i was just reading it in regards to like going into college what i wanted to do 
I I don't know if it was I was notified because this happened so many years ago or something like that. But a thing popped up on my phone and it was like my excerpt that I gave somebody interviewing me at U of H. Okay. And it was like these freshmen are coming in. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm Natalie, and you know, I want to be, um, I'm going into psychology, and I want to, I'm curious because I want to know how like the mind works, and I was like, okay, that's still accurate. Yeah, right. And it was like, I wanted to work I like how we just say accurate, accurate, and nobody even questions. I mean, neither one of us question, at least. I want to work with individuals who like are battling addiction and whatnot. Okay. And so- Cause that's what I knew you as. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. And I think after I worked with the individuals, but <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, I still want to. And what I, I think the career like route that I took, I did it purposely because it was more so like a general umbrella because okay. I have a license in professional counseling and people who work with individuals who are chemically dependent have a license in a licensed counselor in lcdc a licensed counselor yeah a licensed chemically dependent clinician i don't know whatever uh-huh. but it's a you know license but it's more specified to work with that just that's population yeah. and so as an lpc i can work with that population oh, okay um and i wouldn't have to like get a specific yeah anything. i would just have to take the test to get that a certification i wouldn't have to mm-hmm. do all the um like academic work mm-hmm. but anyways pivot that's what I had wanted to be. Um, All her life she had to oh, fight. <laughs> but that, that kind of in a rough about what my career-wise had looked like all throughout college and, of course, starting in high school. And then when I got to college post-grad, um, again, still working with kids, I moved more so to not psychology, oh. but um, just kids in general like oh yeah because you were at what you call it 24 hour fitness yeah yeah yeah. um and i did some nannying on the side which i got Mm. a lot of families from 24 hour fitness back and doing that now y'all just love kids just making money and i I love the flexibility of it all but so i was working there a lot um and then that's where as i was getting close to graduating with my master's where I interned at was Family Service Center, which is mm-hmm. a nonprofit mental health agency, and I provided counseling services to again youth. Youth. Um, but I think there. But you fell in love with that. Yeah, I got a mm-hmm. lot of experience with working in different settings, so mm-hmm. not just in a traditional clinical sense, clinical sense, mm-hmm. but more so providing these services at a high school or at a middle school um, and just kind of getting that feel, which that I was there for a while. A while. Right. From the time you graduated until what, 2020? 2021. I mean, I'm still there. Oh yeah, technically. I'm just contracting with them, but where I'm at now is more so, what is that contract working? So private practice. Mm-hmm, so, and mm-hmm. that's actually where I wanted to get with this job. Um, right. But, you know, getting here at this age is not the best because Ooh, wow. if anybody knows, like, you're not married. You oh, right. Like, you're making a good bit of money, but you know, you, you know all those other things. Right. Because you know? have you done your taxes? We're going to talk about that later. 
right okay good job um you got a month anyway that's kind of where i'm at now and then of course i mentioned you guys just my steps in going into teaching so look at it how it comes full circle right so getting into that so your pivot is into teaching mine was officially into more so creative my what my passion was to begin with right so with teaching for you what what do you think was the the trigger i guess even though like listening to you you know tell about your background and stuff it was always very kid focused or adolescent focused excuse Mm -hmm. me but what do you think was the official trigger for you to be like nah i'm literally going to go full in on teaching well, so, I mean, I am going full in on teaching, but you know, I'm still- You're still going to stay with your contracting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. But good, good question, because that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with just like, what influences your pivot? Mm-hmm. Pivoting. Pivoted um, it. <laughs> <laughs> what influences your pivoting? And I feel like for me, I was thinking a lot of um, just like values have okay. influenced my pivoting as well as- challenges which um Mm-mm. literally right like adult like concerns mm. like i just mentioned with like the um insurance and yes all that good stuff and then burnout work environments Ugh. which we'll have a whole you know we'll have a specific on episode that, on burnout but that for sure influences it but i think for me specifically kind of influencing my transition between uh, a clinical therapist and going into Uh, a teaching role was really values because again I've always wanted to be a teacher and I feel like that that has never changed I just knew I wanted to do this first okay um but for me I feel like my value of work-life balance is definitely something right although I have the flexibility to make my own schedule with like private practice Mm -hmm. I also do want to cater to my clients and the clientele that I see and what is more, um, what is more, what's that word that I'm trying to say? Like the time frame that is more conducive. Conducive? Yeah. For people who are wanting therapy. Okay. It's like afternoon evenings because you're either in school or you're old enough to have a job and you work. And so you need. Everything is afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So for me, that's a big change because I, I'm a morning person. I I'm like not, getting things done. Not. I like having my like evenings for sure, but more so like late afternoons to myself to be able to unwind, to be able to do the things that I need to do. Unwind, so literally. That for sure. My work life balance was getting a little wonky. Um, hmm. And so that was an influence as well as just kind of. The challenges that I mentioned, obviously, the the benefits and whatnot, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily getting that. Um, and just burnout. And mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do just with, you know, your work environment and supervisors and what would, I know you can speak on that a great deal. Yep. But also, too, just the changes that came about from COVID that yeah. like further intensifies yes. those already present ill structures factors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> within the environment. And so I think those things for sure influence 
okay, now it's time to do this. And so mm-hmm. one day I was just like, let me look up alternative certification because this was kind of the perfect time to do mm-hmm. that. Because um, teachers are very much so needed. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's kind of what influenced mine. What about like for you? Because again, I know kind of <laughs> what you went through and how your work environment influenced things and then how COVID just further intensified yes. it. So... Um, which I feel like we touched on in our pilot episode yeah, we did. this question yeah. I I honestly think that prior to COVID in the position that I was in which was on premise wine sales which is why I know so much about wine you know? <laughs> um, I feel as though I I just know a lot because we had so many trainings had COVID not happened and I didn't have to switch roles yeah i probably would have still been in sales yeah and i i enjoyed where i was with the on-premise um thing which on-premise for you guys that don't know is like restaurants or places where you have to drink the liquor on site um i i enjoyed it because of the hours Mm-hmm. Um, we were more so afternoons. Like I didn't start working till like nine, so that allowed me to leisurely get up, and that is so me. different. So me, <laughs> um, leisurely get up. You know, you're in restaurants all day. It's more so sh- pr- schmoozing the buyers, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like trying to make them feel wanted and necessary, and all that fun shit. <laughs> um, However, then COVID came and obviously everyone knows restaurants were kind of closed because we aren't supposed to be around each other and all that stuff. And so a lot of my accounts were high end accounts in Houston and we took a hit. And so I was 100 percent commission based. So if I didn't sell wine, I wasn't getting paid. And so it became another opportunity came up where they kind of had helped us. I don't want to say helped us, but it was like, hey, these people in retail need help because obviously grocery stores and formats like that were still selling the fuck out of wine because we wasn't going to eat, but we was picking the shit up from HGB. <laughs> so it was like, can y'all help out? Use the HGB because everybody goes to HGB in Texas. Right. And so it was like, these people need help. You know, we aren't able to work, but we can go here. That way we still get a paycheck and it'll be basically salary. And so we had to do that. And they uh, they put us in places close to where we work, which for me was Pearland. And it just so happened that like two or three weeks into me helping these people out, someone got fired and right. Got let go because of some stuff. And so it became like okay, this position is open. You live in this area. Do you want to apply for this position? And so I was like, it was very conflicting for me because I knew the hours that they worked, which was six days a week, which compared to where I was, was five. I was just working Monday through Friday, whereas they worked Monday through Friday, Sunday through Friday. And I was like, I don't really want to do this, but I also need money because I got a car note. I got rent. I got bills. And so I ended up taking the position and it literally drove me insane. <laughs> like to the point where, like like you said, burnout was crazy because I'm working six days a week. I only had one day off. It was a lot of physical labor, which I was kind of used to, but I was also tired of that. Yeah. In the fact of like, I was by this time, four to five years post-college, I feel like I should have been more so into what I wanted to do at that point. Right. 
And so I was just tired of the monotony of that and everything getting up early because we have to be at place at eight o'clock. And it it was just a lot. And I, I, I also going burnout as well as like I noticed myself drinking more, mm-hmm. which I mean, we drink. But I was like. I wasn't drinking to like just like chill. I was yeah. drinking to like escape from work. And I was just like, this isn't it, like at all. And so finally, I remember getting to points where I was just like so unhappy in work, which, <clears throat> excuse me, I I feel like a lot of people get to that point where they're just like, they're literally doing a job that they hate. And they're just like, I'm only here for the money. Yeah. And Luckily for me, I guess in the in the job that I was working, I was making a shit ton of money. And that's something that's different for me now is I was making all this money, but I was so unhappy. And then now that I have I don't even know if I would consider mine a pivot, if more so an alignment to what I wanted to do in the first place, which, yes, I pivoted to it, but I knew that this is what I wanted to do all along. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how I kind of was, too. But it's just like I think, like you mentioned, is more so a my the pathway that we take is always like a battle between passion versus money because we need money to be able to survive exactly and money more so is in the traditional sense of, of like work at the work yeah positions and so sales roles are always there money as opposed mm-hmm. to a more like creative aspect mm-hmm. they're there but they're just harder to find harder to find get into which is why whenever like I said I quit my job in May and it was a rough a rough transitional period for me because I was doing DoorDash and shit. And I remember just feeling, I remember the feelings of like inadequacy during those two months because it's just like, I've been to college. I know what I'm capable of, but I'm sitting here and I'm like unemployed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember like looking for all these jobs and I, I remember my my dad specifically trying to get me a job with his company and I just I knew something in something in me told me this isn't for me. But it was also that conflict, which I feel like a lot of people go through of like needing money. Right. And I I it was like, this is a sure shot to get money, but is this gonna be long term for me? And I knew it wasn't because I knew this wasn't what I fucking wanted to do. Yeah. It was just like so it, it brought up the idea for me of like, is this what do I wanna settle? for what could give me money in the meantime because I know I'm struggling for money or do I want to bet on myself and wait till I find something that I know I want to do where I can progress and that shit was the hardest thing for me because you have family who is sitting there telling you like you need to make money right but at the same time you have that voice in the back of your head that's like this ain't you right but then I feel like too we we are grateful enough to have family that are yes saying those things and I think like for sure your your parents say it more so to you than me um, just because again our tracks are different They're more so traditional um, mine ain't. and so it's, it's more like practical you can see it mm-hmm. um, but I do think yeah even though they're like saying these things mm-hmm. we have also been fortunate enough just to be able to 
have their support, mm-hmm. not unconditional, right? More so, you, <laughs> right? Like just have the support to be able to do that, do, to take your time. And I feel like that's the thing. And I guess I don't know if this is way specific yeah, for this episode. <laughs> yes, black people typically don't have that yeah. from their parents of being like, like whatever you want to do, you're you're, you're, you're cut yeah. off. <laughs> so it's like. I, yes, I was fortunate enough in the fact of during those two months, I, I luckily, because I was making a decent amount of money, had enough savings to last me a month because in my lovely brain, I'm going to find something within a month. Like, it's going to be great. That did not happen. So I was luckily enough to to lean on my family for one month of, hey, I need help. But then also was, like I said, door dashing and shipping and stuff like that. Yeah. But I had that kind of flexibility of like, hey, if shit doesn't pan out, like what? Which is something that I am going to say, yes, I was fortunate enough. But what I will say to people who are, you know, contemplating pivoting and things like that and are worried about the financial thing is sometimes you just got to trust your gut when it comes to what it is that you want to do because when that opportunity initially presented itself with my dad's company and I was like oh this could be something that could make me a lot of money but I won't be happy right doing it and so it was a hard decision to turn that down it's gonna be a no for me dog right right it was a hard it was a hard decision to turn it down but then looking back at it this is for me um as someone who is very much so throughout my career journey has been heavily influenced by family where i've taken that stance of like i'm gonna do what the fuck i want to do and not consider other people's ideas of what I need to do. And now being in the career that I am in where I am thriving in a place that I've never thrived before, it's been so... It's been rewarding because it's like, I did this shit. Like, it didn't take, I didn't have the word of someone else that I could lean on. It's all been based upon one, my skill set as well as my career journey that allowed me to get this position and then to get it without anyone's help and then be in it thriving where people are like oh shit like this nigga is doing shit like that has been the most fulfilling and I feel like in for me ending the pivoting section of things is the thing I want people to realize is sometimes it does take a lot to stand upon your own and just go after what it is you want despite what you've been doing but the reward of doing it on your own is so great and I just literally watched the I don't know if it was the latest episode of Bel Air or the episode before where Aunt Viv told Hillary sometimes you have to save yourself no this ain't nothing that's gonna ruin anything but she was literally like sometimes you have to save yourself instead of depending on because Hillary wanted to go to her dad to save her from something and she was like sometimes it feels better to save yourself and listening to that now post me jumping into this I was like it it's so fucking true like you the feeling of actually saying like I did this on my own without the help of XYZ or whatever it's so much more rewarding than saying I got this because someone helped me yeah so that's how I'm going to end the pivoting thing I know you have stuff to add to that because obviously you're in that transitional pivot phase well so no I wanted to add to that which you kind of talked about just the ability to 
for one, be able to question what mm-hmm. it is that you're happy with and what you want to do. Yeah. And then two, be able to actually act on it by, mm-hmm. again, having the support from your family, but then also facing like the comments from family. Right. Because that's too, never like, fun. <laughs> negative comments. And so um, I, I think we kind of alluded to earlier just how our generation has changed from picking one thing and sticking with it Mm -hmm. and we're not just like settling so to speak but granted i feel like people who have like picked things end up really do genuinely enjoying it yeah a lot of the times older generations pick something and stay with it just because it's for 25 years stable and whatnot Mm -hmm. um which kind of throwing in a psychology education (laughs) um which i discussed this with tj if you guys are familiar with like the um, Pavlov, he, no, sorry, I just like <laughs> using psychology terms. They're just kind of like I'm going to say influencer for the Generation Z kids. Okay, an influencer in psychology is Eric Erickson. Eric Erickson. Leaf Erickson did literally. Linga Eric Erickson. I've heard you talk about this before, but I don't recall what uh, this is. But he he kind of coined a a stage of just like identity foreclosure, okay. and it's basically like you have identity foreclosure when you are you know not able to explore other options and ideas like you have okay. a development of self and a development mm-hmm. of identity but you're not able to just kind of further explore like options or ideas and so you know many people in this stage more so like adolescence and it just kind of carries on mm-hmm. to like adulthood but you obviously adopt the values, beliefs, behaviors, mm-hmm. mannerisms, all that good stuff of like people around you. So that's usually like parents and like friends. friends. And yeah. so you are trying to develop your identity or kind of like further develop it, but you're using your environment to shape you. So okay. if you don't have the opportunity to one question, because mm-hmm. um, in the black family, you don't question <laughs> shit. Or like in our state of just being old enough and like being an adult, mm-hmm. it's not that we're questioning things, but it's more so like acting on feelings, acting on mm-hmm. vibes. Okay. Um, all vibes. If you don't allow yourself to do so, you kind of get in a state of where you are like at identity foreclosure. You so it's stagnant. It's stagnant. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of goes into what I was talking about, like when I picked this line that. I got a little chuckle out of it being family owned because <laughs> when I think about family owned things, it's always like you are family owned. One or two things <laughs> like either people went into this and had a blast because they all had similar like passions and they mm-hmm. wanted to contribute in different ways, which mm-hmm. in some cases that is the case, mm-hmm. or more so. I am a parent. I had some children. I developed this job that was pretty lucrative. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pass it on. For, yeah, I was going to say not force my children to do it, but I'm going to provide them the opportunity to step in mm-hmm. and take over this. Like, but some, and funny enough, you said that some parents don't give their kids that option. It's like you're taking over this business. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Exactly. And. I don't care if you don't want to. Our name is on this, so right. you're doing it. Right, right. And so, I mean, granted, there are many cases where people learn to love what it is mm. that they're doing, but just not having the ability to 
explore. Like, explore. So, mm-hmm. granted, like, not having the ability to maybe try out the family business and mm-hmm. say, oh, I don't like this and go, like, do what it is mm-hmm. that you want to do. Um, I think that's a, a really big just kind of challenge, so to speak. Especially in the black, like, specifically in the black community. I will, because you don't get that opportunity, because most not speaking general or I'm speaking generally I don't know everyone else's situation obviously but a lot of times like specifically like going younger in sports you don't get to try out every single sport there is because your parents can afford to buy you cleats and basketball shoes and like all this stuff so you don't get that so it's like pick something you like and stick with it and stick with it which I have that problem with kind of again like I work with a lot of families and like expressing that to parents that if a child expresses like they don't have interest in mm-hmm. it, it's not just that they don't commit or stick to anything. Mm-hmm. It's more so their interests are changing. They tried it, they gave it a shot. It's not they don't like it. But then also too, expressing to the child that the parent is investing way more than you know mm-hmm. into this. So you need to try, like both Give- of you guys need to come to an agreement as to what this trial run looks Correct. like. Correct. Um, so there's just so many factors that make it difficult or more complicated mm-hmm. to be able to explore to the extent that, you know, you would like. That's why I think it comes along later in life. Mm-hmm. But for it's some people, <laughs> it's hard to act on it because you're you're kind of not setting your ways but you're pigeonholed <laughs> you're pigeonholed in yeah. the fact that because that's how that's literally how i yeah. felt like i was pigeonholed so much in sales that whenever i was applying for jobs all of my experience was in sales mm-hmm. so it's like i don't want to do this but that's all i have which is why going from the job i was i was making a lot more than what I'm making now, but because I made that pivot, I had to take that pay cut because I'm new to this. Yeah. In the sense of I'm new to this on a career level. I'm not new to this conceptually. Yeah. yeah. But I have nothing to show like I've been doing this. Right, right. So you have to go into it. And I think that's something that we can talk about well acknowledge during the pivot phases, you probably gonna have to take that pay cut. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't have on paper the experience to do this job, even if like you've been doing this like extracurricularly, mm-hmm. extracurricularly, yeah. I guess that's how we put that. But you don't have it on a on a career level to do this, so Which, it's going to take that sacrifice. Of, if right. this is really what you want to do, Sorry. you're going to have to take Low that point. pay cut or that demotion, so say, before you can prove yourself and then get that elevation right into Which, this. I feel like uh, again, kind of a generational change a lot of people are kind of slightly including more so of those things on mm-hmm. their resume than just like a standard traditional resume of like mm-hmm. this is my work experience yeah but kind of making more categories to display other skills mm-hmm. and experiences that they have definitely which um i think that's helpful in a, a shift in the right direction but i i wanted to bring up touch back to just like the difference between traditional and creative routes Mm -hmm. because you know just you and i like i said earlier are different different in those routes um and actually my cousin and i were talking about this literally this morning as we were watching the sunrise sunrise, actually she showed me photos oh well back up (laughs) (laughs) but no we were talking about this earlier because like as i mentioned she is in school right now to get her master's and as she is completing this 
she's like questioning what and I hope this is okay for me to say I mean I'm not giving too many specifics um but she's like just questioning like why am I doing this like what am I gonna do when I get like like I am literally I was I that is the question I've asked myself a million times like Mm -hmm. because I've always felt not a level of guilt but this level of like I guess going back to inadequacy of not having my masters. Yeah. But then I like think about it and then like people in my field don't have their masters. But then it's like all the people around me are like, I'm going back to school. I'm going to do And I'm like, am I less than because I'm not getting my but masters? That's what I'm I think I can speak for myself in the sense of me knowing what it is that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I knew what I needed to do. To yes. Get it. You had to have I, a master's. Exactly, I had to. Yeah. So I knew I had to go this route. I knew I had to finish this take this test, get these hours, then take another test. Like I knew mm-hmm. I had to do those things. I feel like for, even though these car- like career roles are more so traditional, and so like for my cousin, it still is traditional, Not mm-hmm. it's not really creative. Um, but still, she doesn't need it. Uh, she's in finance, I believe, finance, but like okay. just math. And Ooh, she's kind boy, of like, math. <laughs> she's like, what? It's more ambiguous in the sense of, do I need it? Do I not? But the thing is, it goes back to it's not what you know, it's who you know. Literally. And that's, like you mentioned, it's careers. like you are qualified for things based off of how you present yourself on paper. So that includes just like school child. child. I don't know what her cat was just doing. Bella just ran down these and stairs. On the table. I- okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's feeling herself tonight. She might have some of his wine. Sorry, y'all. Literally. Um, but it's not, it, it, it's, it's not like what you know, but it's who you know. And that, like I said, looks like what, how you present yourself on paper mm-hmm. based off of like your work experience and this mm-hmm. and that. And so a lot of things go unnoticed because you, you cannot fully represent your complete capabilities mm-hmm. on one sheet of paper. 1000%. Like it just doesn't work like that. And so, but kind of another conversation, well, same conversation, but another like topic of it. She should have been here. Exactly. <laughs> she's still at the beach house. Oh. <laughs> uh, another Must conversation was like, say for instance, individuals who work at the plant. So I was talking with Jacoby one day. And so my uncle Mike, her dad works at a plant and has always worked at a plant. My mother's um, ex fiance. Oh yeah. And so. And my uncle. My uncle works at a plant. A lot of people <laughs> they work together. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but I was talking to Jacoby about this, like, not years ago, but like some time ago. But I think Miss Tanya, which is his mom. Hey, auntie. She's up there in the plant, you know, world. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. she was saying that to some extent, like the hiring people in in that industry hire people who have been to college because it shows them that they're teachable. Mm -hmm. So it's literally not even based off of what you went to school for, what you got your degree for. It just shows that you have a... Like you have a desire to grow and like be able to like receive Mm -hmm. direction. And I'm like, so basically you're telling me... I can go to school for underwater basket (laughs) weaving. (laughs) Because I used to hate when we would say that shit. It's like underwater basket weaving. It was like, what? The fuck is that? No, but for real. It's just like... These day and ages, and I tell this to my clients a lot, and I get a lot of, not, I 
actually I don't because I guess the way that I say it but I say this a lot to my clients and my clients family like school is not the end all be all it's basically what it is that you want to do if it's necessary and so what it is that you want to do and the the kind of like pathway it takes to get there is completely up to you um but you have to really sit down and ask Mm -hmm. yourself what is it that you you want to do yeah Um, and i feel like we we do have an episode on the college thingy so we're gonna we ain't gonna go too deep into that because i do i i agree one thousand percent on the college struggle but let's not get too deep into the college thing because I don't know if our target audience is in college right now. They're probably all like us, unless they're getting their masters, possibly. Yeah. yeah. But going back specifically to the pivoting, is there anything that you want to add that you can think of or that you are uh, currently experiencing in your pivot that you want to leave as a little gem for these lovely listeners that we have on the pivoting lines the pivoting lines oh geez that made me think of the them them at the picket lines the show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay Bella didn't like that show either (laughs) Jesus cat in the back cat in the back (laughs) Because that's what it's oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, if y'all have not watched them, don't ter- don't. It's a great show. show. Just don't watch it. But terrible because it is very realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very yep. horrific. Just L- not horrific is the so, perfect term to use. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I think the one thing, or not one thing, just the thing that I would add is this, this one thing that's got me to be. <laughs> okay. This wine hit me, y'all. My family said that this weekend that Natalie, I eat myself, has always been a secret. I'm not going to lie. It literally sounded like you just said, I eat myself. And I was like, mm, okay. Goodbye. I, she said, I, I eat. Mm-hmm. Like in other words, type mm-hmm. of deal. Um, but I have always <laughs> been. I think so. Uh, What's E? Other is not E, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, sorry. Stop interrupting. Um, But I've always been a singer talker. So for those of you... Singer? Singer talker? Singer talker, yeah. Okay. For those of you who don't know and only know me by listening to this podcast... She still sings. It's not because I'm like drinking and singing. I literally do this all the time. And the people who know my mom know that she does the same thing too. So accurate. thought that was a funny little tidbit to add. Anywho's going back to the pivoting type of like okay Bella <laughs> I hope y'all can hear that <laughs> <laughs> um I would add just to be open and I guess that goes back to just like the foreclosure aspect of it is like if you for one you need to have the structure on the outside just to be able to allow you to have the ability to be open right but if you yourself are not open to just exploration and like really asking yourself and sitting with yourself in regards to like what would make you happy mm-hmm. then this is going to be all for nothing but i think that would be one aspect that i would just like further add to this conversation because i think it's important for you to really develop who it is what it is that you want and then just be open to change because if people know me i don't like change i like to know what i'm getting myself into Same. i like for it to be structured control um, and if i don't have some control structure, then i'm like mm. but you know where i'm at right now is 
a lot of change happening and actually it's, right yeah you do i mean it's a lot lot too i'm going into teaching but it's not happening right now it's happening like maybe a year later oh. i'm actually taking a year off to do must be nice like other stuff um but again old me would have been like nope i need to do this i need to do mm-hmm. this i can't do this and just be stressed to the max but I think being open has allowed me to be like, okay, I need to do this. I need to take a step back in order to get where I want to be. And mm-hmm. so I think that's for sure. something going, uh, picking off of that. I listened to this podcast and Lauren London said something along the lines of learn to roll with the river and not get hung up on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Yeah. I feel like you saying what you just said, that's pretty much the embodiment of that. Right. And I feel like for me, the last thing that I want to add in regards to pivoting and the career stuff is make sure or not even make sure. Don't be afraid to take that leap, because specifically speaking on me, like that's something that held me back for years in regards to the the pivot of things. And I guess I'm more so privileged and blessed enough to have a family that was able to support me, but don't be afraid to really just go after what it is that you want to do. Um, And I guess that's kind of the segue into you, like figure out what it is that you want to do. And even if it's not what you're doing right now, like don't be afraid to say, I need to pivot because burnout can happen in certain jobs. And then also you can realize halfway through, like the episode title is, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, like this may not be what you thought it was. And so being able to just literally say, or even formulate a plan of like, okay, I'm not gonna do this forever. What can I do? Take those steps. I think something that I did during the time that I knew this job wasn't what I wanted to do was I looked online, I figured out what certifications I could take that could help boost my resume along the lines of what it is that I knew I wanted to do. And that helped me a lot because I learned more. I figured out like, oh yeah, this actually is what I want to do. So don't be afraid to look into other things and just learn because Google is an amazing resource as well as like if you have a LinkedIn, look for, look at what other people that are in the career that you want, look at what they went through because that's the best teacher. Like look at their resume, look at their skills, look at see if they have any certifications and see if there's something that you can do now in the position that you're in that can help you slowly gravitate towards that. Right. Because that, first of all, is free most of the time. And it doesn't require much besides a little bit of time, which I know it's hard because literally speaking of myself, like I was working eight to five dead tired physically and mentally. But sometimes you just got to take that quick nap, which I've learned to love (laughs) (laughs) and then get up, look on Google and take you just a little bit of time. And it may be a slow process, but trust and believe it is so worth it once you get into that career that you love because even listening to you natalie like speak on like the text teacher stuff that you're doing now i i see as much as it is draining because Mm -hmm. obviously you're doing it after or before you get into your other stuff and you you being tired like i can see the 
the joy that it is bringing you to know that like eventually this is going to be what you're doing full time. Yeah. And the stability that it will provide for you. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid of that. And I think that might be a great place to take this quick break. And then we will be back to end this episode the same way we do every time with some crazy coping. Sounds good. So we'll be back. Hey guys, we are back and it's time to close out the show the same way that we do it every week with some crazy coping. Yes, crazy coping, which means it's time to figure out what the hell got you through these past two weeks, Miss Natalie. Mm, I feel like Ponder. I have a hard time answering this. Because, because you don't know how you made it through. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the two weeks. I used to be what Okay. <sighs> so what helped me, I guess, make it through these past two weeks um, I don't know. I guess kind of speaking to the topic that we touched on today, it's just like knowing that change gonna come. Amen. Amen. <laughs> just knowing that this is not going to be suffice for me to like be able to like keep like motivating myself because it's so like far in the future and you know us humans need instant gratification that's why we got convenience stores and social media um literally um that's a whole another topic right actually i feel like that has gotten me through this week okay which my cousin and i i don't know what you're talking about i feel like my cousin and i obviously we were together these past two weekends i need her to come on this show i know i really want her to yes and i think her boyfriend trey would have been helpful to come on this too because they are two different he's more he's a creative and so, oh, I need to meet him. Maybe I'm gonna. Well, I'm I'm gonna invite him to the game night. night for family. Yeah, come and on. So, and Jude and Delvin. Yeah, this is gonna be so much fun. Anywho's, but I think for me that has been helpful. I will say these past two weeks. You know how your phone sends you like screen time, like yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Where's this going?" So lately, yes. my screen time has been on the decline. Okay, um, so actually, same. Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, am I not on my phone as often?" And when I think about it, I'm not because I've changed things here and there by just like not picking up my phone first thing in the morning. Mm. Um, and so I'm not just like same. sucked into like a scrolling habit. Okay, and then I. I've been did this though, but it like turned off my notifications for my social Same. media. Um, so that has been Which we're going to talk about after this. <laughs> it's not notifying me every time like someone sends me a message or whatever. Yeah. So it means like I literally have to go to it. Bella oh, is on some other shit. So we turned out final notifications, but Bella is trying to be notified of what's outside. Oh my God. 
So, but yeah, I feel like that for sure has helped me get through the week along with just like family, family time, family friends time, just genuine, like no pressured interactions, but just more mm-hmm. like go with the flow type of interactions with people who I want to be around. So there you go. That, that definitely has gotten me through the week. What about you? Um, I agree on your latter part mm-hmm. is I feel like my friends have definitely got me through the week. I feel like randomly like Drew and I have just like had random has conversations about sh- ain't shit shit. Right. It's like just the most random of things, just like having long conversations. And then I also feel like just in those two, the two weeks that we've been like, I've been around my friends or not even just my friends, like multiple friends, Mm -hmm. because obviously we're always around each other. But like I've been around other friends that I'm not typically around as often. And it's just been fun to just be in that space of fun and lightheartedness to where I don't have to I feel like and this is something that we're totally going to have this conversation offline but I feel like we haven't been around each other like that and I said this earlier to my mom or again my cousin when you live with somebody you see them the least damn near and I was just thinking that and I might have had this conversation with Drew I was just like I feel like I don't be knowing what you're going through halfway because your schedule is so opposite from mine that I'm like, I don't, I mean, I guess she good. And so in the space of like, I guess I've been around Drew specifically, as well as Paris because we went to the concert. Excuse me. Um, And so I've been able to just, Jesus, I have up, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been like, a- Jesus himself. Yeah. <laughs> I've been able to just like reconnect with friends that I haven't seen that much. Yeah. And so it's just been fun. And then work has been like, because this week was spring break, like work has been slow. So I've had time to just like kind of chill and relax and just like contemplate the meaning of life and all that stuff. (laughs) And so it's been, I might be going through, I'm going to be going through my quarter life crisis, quarter life crisis. Sorry. The wine is hitting. Um, so that's been that's kind of like what's gotten me through and then i also feel as though like there's been a lot of good music coming out if y'all have not listened to lucky days new album candy drip amazing album go and see that tour um <laughs> what else I, I i feel like that that's been the the crux the crux of what's gotten me <laughs> y'all this wine hitting i don't know what's the fuck she put in here besides this but get that texas south win um it, that's what's kind of gotten me through it's just my friends and this having a slow week at work and just allowing conversations that i have not had prior i think that's been really beneficial to me yeah. it's just been a good week of focusing on friends which is something i feel like i've kind of neglected mm-hmm. for a while because covid and then just like being busy with work but like refocusing on my friends who are kind of been my world right and things but yeah that makes sense. that's that's what it that's what's done it for me okay that, that, that's fair it that. is that will continue to get us through not only these past two weeks but just life life period right but 
So you guys, that will do it for this episode. Be sure to follow us on all socials. As I just mentioned, social media is something that I try to stray away from. Please follow us. Um, yes. At Crazy Little Pod um, on Instagram and Facebook. But we're not really active. But we are on there as well as Twitter. It's all the same. But yeah. be sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify and SoundCloud because we put out a poll this week and apparently people are listening on SoundCloud. So be sure to follow us, leave some comments and anchor like we're on everything. So be sure we want to make sure that we're able to grow and continue to be a positive space for you guys. So leave us a review, rate us, all that fun stuff. We want to hear your feedback so we can continue to improve and grow the show just like we, we need to. Literally. Um, so yes, is there anything that you want to add, Miss Natalia? Mm, not really. I guess just excited about things to come. Oh, now she tired. Okay, Bella, Bella just, just plopped down. The fact that we said the same time. <laughs> but Looking no, like not sphinx. really. <laughs> I think I'm just excited for just kind of future things to come not just for like the podcast but life a life in general, in general. and so mm-hmm. definitely excited to continue to have guests we've had our like mm-hmm. first guest just with the, the game, game night, night. Yeah. i know we kind of throw in a lot of comments and perspectives from other people into mm-hmm. our like right. show but actually having people here and on the mic together in person. Um, I'm excited about that. And so, yeah. As am I. And I think the thing that I am the most excited about is, and this is kind of giving a sneak peek into our next episode, we are getting into a very fun topic that is near and dear to Natalie's heart. <laughs> More so specific uh, into my heart, as well as we're going to have our guest. Sullivan's heart. Okay, because what are we getting into? The whole tales so be sure to check back with us in two weeks because we are going to have a lovely a lovely talk with a special guest about hoe phases and if you are hoe or a reformed hoe or might be wanting to get into your hoe tendencies this is the episode for you because i can speak for i can speak for me okay if you were delivered you know, you might want to listen to this because I can specifically say there has been some fun that has happened in my life. I don't know if Natalie is going to. Okay. <laughs> Let's stop before we get too far into this. Oh, actually, Jacoby will be here that weekend. Is he going to be here on that Sunday? Oh, no, he worked. Never mind. Oh, you should totally ask someone else. That way it could be. Well, we don't. I mean, we have one, but we should totally get two. You should see if the M word. I'm not going to say her name just because (laughs) she might not want to be associated with that topic. She She ain't going to want to do that. Okay. well, we definitely have a, a guest on next week's episode. So be sure to check us out then. Yes. And on that note, we are out of here. Talk to you guys next time on a later date. Okay. right. Right? But be sure during these two weeks to take care of yourself because this life shit, it gets crazy, y'all. So take care. Crazy. Bye. Bye.